Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler as we have the crossover. Nick Sainer joining us in studio, getting ready for happy hour, a new year, new Nick. Yeah. Is that right, right? Nick? Or, new Nick? Or it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I would not say new Nick. No, no. I mean, I don't know, maybe. New yeah, Year, same Nick? We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it, stick to who you are. I kind of like that. Stick to the roots. Uh, we'll get. We'll talk a little bit more college football. I did want to mention this before we move on, though, uh, because it was one of the best performances that we've seen of all time in the NBA, uh, Donovan Mitchell became the seventh player in the 70-point club uh, as he had scored 71 points. Uh, who did he do this against? The Chicago uh, the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. That's overtime. right, yeah. Donovan Mitchell had like five or six points after the first quarter and then decided to Just go Just went off. off. He's like, yep. you know what? I should score. Well, they don't have Darius Garland. The Cavs don't right now, so he had to pick up a little bit of this. Yeah. Later. Robin Lopez tweeted, and I'm going to let get this out of the way. Donovan Mitchell and Robin Lopez scored 72 points tonight. <laughs> I always like when a player attacks. And then Donovan the Mitchell responded. Okay. Donovan Mitchell responded and said, and just like that, we're drug tested in the morning. <laughs> so it looks like Donovan's getting a drug test. Probably. Yeah, how sad is that? Uh, it happens every time. They're, I don't think they're random. They always say you've been randomly I, selected. No, I, I don't think they're I don't random. think these are random. I don't think steroids help you make shots, so I'm not sure how exactly that'll work. Yeah, they make you uh, stronger. So it's all about uh, athleticism. Yeah. Uh, the 70-point club, though, and, and only includes Wilt Chamberlain, David Thompson, Elgin Baylor, David Robinson, uh, uh, which sometimes I forget about, Devin Booker, and, of course, Kobe Bryant. Um, People forget about Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker did that once in a loss, I believe, Yes, uh, to the Celtics. Ah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Mitchell scored or assisted on 99 points. That's ridiculous. The second most Jeez. in NBA history because he also had 11 assists, which was a career high, tying uh, also eight rebounds. So he played a complete game. It did go into overtime. Sometimes that kind of messes with the Still figures counts. a little bit. Um, but how many uh, did he have before overtime? Do we know? Uh, I don't have that right in front of me. Like like Nick said, he scored only five points in the first quarter and then just yeah. went off. Um, he had 55 points, I believe, after halftime. Yeesh. Um, so that's the most by any player over the past 25 seasons. Um, he had fi- how many did he have at half? He had fifty five after half. So what he had seventy, he, like twenty six. So no, no. So he dropped fifty points in, in a the quarter. Second quarter, apparently. No, he had fifty five after halftime. Oh, okay, okay. He scored fifty five in the third and fourth quarter combined, and overtime, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess. Wow, <laughs> that seems wild. I was All- like, man, that's a productive twelve minutes there yeah. for Donovan Mitchell. All right, let's pause quick for a station identification before we get to our next story. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth, 93.7 The Ticket. The other thing I wanted to mention out of the basketball world was how about Rutgers beating Purdue for the second straight season. Purdue is number one, mm. taking on Rutgers, and uh, Rutgers takes them down. Matt Painter, I thought, had a great quote afterwards. He said, we knew, uh, we know what's coming. What Rutgers did tonight didn't shock us. If, we, if we're going to war, we'd stop by New Jersey and pick them up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers always finds a way to, to beat Purdue. Nebraska, though, goes to Purdue here in about a week and a half, I want to say. So um, they they will be faced with the same test that the Scarlet Knights did. They could do it. Away from the rack. If Rutgers can it. do it, Nebraska can do it. No, that's, that's not true. 
<laughs> but it is always interesting to me because Purdue was just like number one because they hadn't been beaten yet. Now New Mexico is the only unbeaten team in Division One. Really? But, but it's yeah. I don't think anybody really did. Anybody think Purdue? This is definitely the best team in the nation, no. or Purdue? No, they're no. still unbeaten. They don't have. They didn't have like a Caleb Swan again. They didn't have Jaden Ivy like Jaden Ivy, yeah. or they didn't have a Carson Edwards like. I, they well, I forget about Carson. Was Harris. it? I mean, who was, was the guy? Awesome. Who was the guy that tore Nebraska? Up that's a true freshman. Yeah, yeah, he's um, really good. I, I'm blanking on the name. By Good the way, he's a, he's a true freshman. That it was like the uh, Donovan Mitchell thing. Yeah, no, he's he's a true freshman. But I, I don't know. Like they don't have the household name. They have obviously the seven footer or whatever it is. Yeah, but Zach Eady. Zach Eady. Um, but in, in terms, I mean, no, there's no, there's no household names so maybe maybe they're not a number one but i mean who is the clear-cut number one this season yeah yeah, yeah. I don't nobody think there is there's there nobody. there there's no clear-cut number uh one. by the way donovan mitchell had 58 points before the overtime period he scored 13 Jeez. in okay, ot yeah that's, that's a lot awesome of not as impressive and he had 13 in overtime of the of the 15 that cleveland scored in overtime he scored 13 he also <laughs> had to do the thing that's been you know luca did it the other night somebody else just did it like the missed free throw putback for yep. the tie I, yeah. I feel like players are getting a lot better at that now. Yeah, it seems like that is a skill. Luka did it, tw- Luka did it twice. Game. He did it against the Knicks, and he did it the next game to make sure that the other team didn't get a final shot. That's they were right. up by one. He missed it on purpose, got the rebound, and then just held it. Uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to ask you guys uh, if if age, the age of the new uh, reported hires bothers you. Of course, uh, if, you, if you're missing out, the two more Panthers assistants are expected to join Matt Rule's Nebraska staff here uh, after this game against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Dvorak will be the linebacker's coach. He's 28, formerly played under Matt Rule. Uh, Garrett McGuire uh, is 23, will be 24 by the time he's coaching at Nebraska, yeah. but he's 23 right now. Yeah, he's going to be 24 and next He's going to be the wide receiver coach. Look, yeah. in three years, Nick's going to be the quarterback's coach. Pretty much. you got to I can sling it. Um, no, you I were mean, a catcher. You got it. Tom Brady was a catcher. That's right. I could. Um, that's all it takes. You just have to be a catcher at the high school level. <laughs> that's See, right. you're good. You got um, it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, does the age bother me? Was I surprised by the age? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, if you weren't, then that's. I, I think people at Nebraska expect that they should get coaches of a little more notoriety. He looks like a baby. Maybe a, a little more he experience, like I suppose. Yeah, a little more experience, <laughs> looks I suppose. Like a baby. But I, I'm not going to discredit him. Right off the bat, just for how old he is, he is the um, son of a current he power is the five son coach. Of, of Joey McGuire, the head coach of Texas Tech, that we know is one of Matt Rule's best friends, um, and we know Joey McGuire and Matt Rule are close together, mm-hmm. uh, or, or close to each other. I, I don't know. Do we? I I, I don't want to discredit or just automatically write this off as like, oh, he did it just to help out a friend because we've seen Matt Rule do this previously mm-hmm. where they, he gives a lot of young guys that played under him an opportunity and maybe this also speaks to Matt Rule sh- basically indirectly telling people how hands-on he's going to be especially with the mm-hmm. offense well if you look at Matt Rule's coaching tree and like his his you know what he's his coaching staffs have looked like at Temple and at Baylor it's been a lot of young guys and like you said a lot of people that have played for him or or you know people freaking out about the high school coaches yeah. he's hiring. He's hired he hired a bunch of high school coaches at Baylor. A lot of those guys, if not all of them, are still coaching at the collegiate level. 
whether they be head coaches or uh, position coaches or coordinators or whatever, they're still coaching at the coaching level. So it, it seems as if he knows what he's looking for and he knows what a good coach is and he's not afraid to go off the beaten path and bring somebody in from the high school ranks. And that also, a lot of them are from the state of Texas, that opens up recruiting in Texas even more because they know kids. They know other coaches in that, in that Texas landscape who – have you know very talented players on their rosters and now he has an in what he talked about um i mean matt rules talked about it at press conferences and in this you know the actual official settings that we've been able to discuss with him that he gives his former players a lot of opportunities um strictly because they all know how they run their program like there's there is direct correlation of they went through their program as a player and they know what the coaching staff, how they should operate and how Matt Rule wants them to operate to an extent. So I think um, with that in mind, I, yes, is the was the age impor- like shocking? Yeah, I think so. 23 and 28 or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're shocking. Am I ready to write it off or just be like, oh, this isn't going to work? I, no. Um, I saw message boards today talking about how we're at Nebraska, you should get more notoriety I think, unfortunately, you're also coming off of having a wide receivers coach that was one of the best in the nation. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. One of the best and most highly respected ones in the nation. Hard to get better than Um, that. And it didn't work out. So the drop-off or the the new hire, new coach, uh, maybe I shouldn't call it a drop-off, the the new hire feels like so much of a drop-off because you went from the top of the top, respected, experienced just checks every box yeah. played at Nebraska to now a 23 year old who played quarterback at Baylor. I believe, yeah. I believe yeah. he played quarterback at Baylor under your current head coach. That was an offensive assistant with the Carolina Panthers last year. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's part of the, part of the, fr- I, I want to say frustration or just like the, the second guessing it because uh, you know, it, it can matter. I mean, if you go into a, a recruits living room and you can yep. say, uh, I've I've coached Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. That's quite a bit different from a guy in yep. your room saying I, I was in your place five years ago. I, but, <laughs> I, well, but I, I was coaching I think, Roddy White, or not Roddy White. Uh, I forget his name. I, now. But let's be honest, Robbie I mean, Anderson. Here, oh, here yeah. we are again. Here we are again. Like I think there may be some benefits to what he's able to go talk about. Like, yeah. hey, I just played for Matt Rule three years ago. Let I've been around Matt like. Rule for the last five years. Um. I understand what you're about to go through. I know this recruiting so, so process. Like, I just well, went it's like, through. It's it. not even the recruit. It's like I know college life. The, the 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 next three years that you're about to endure. I I just got out. Yeah, so, I mean there, there's there's bonus, but it's grad not the same. Generally, I understand. Do that, I understand. But, yeah. but grad assistants grad don't assistants, go on on recruiting trips. Grad right. assistants aren't a full time paid wide receivers coach. Um, right. I, I just also think that yes, there are benefits to each, and maybe one side like in Mickey Joseph's case where you can point to Jamar Chase or you can point to Justin Jefferson who maybe who are two of the best receivers in the league right now. Yes, there's no doubt benefits to that and probably they outweigh what uh, McGuire can do. But I think once again you have to not not a fair shake. You don't have to give him a fair shake, but you can't just write it off a day when it's January third and right now. Yeah. I, he, look I mean it is what he it didn't is. he didn't start with Jamar Chase and and Justin Jefferson, he had to start somewhere, and then he yeah. worked his way up to that. This is this is his start. I mean, sometimes would would Nebraska fans prefer he not get his start at Nebraska and start somewhere else and then work his way up to it? Yeah, sure. But I mean, there are going to be benefits to having you know somebody on the younger side on the coaching staff who can relate 
easier and better to the players on the roster than some of the other coaches. I mean, that that could also be he could turn into a confidant for some of the players where they go to him because he's closer to their age than the coaching staff, than the rest of the coaching staff is. Matt Rule made it clear he's he's not going to have any celebrity coaches. He's going to get the coaches that he he feels and works with them. And again, um, that can be used against you years down the line if you're not winning and say, well, you only brought your guys and nobody challenged you and all that. But again, when when you talk about program building, when, when Matt Rule... I mean, Matt Rule's whole thing is that you want to believe him. I mean, he's got a son of a preacher type of vibes and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that. And so kind of the family atmosphere, he's kind of sticking to that with a lot of his former players, guys that he's coached and worked with before. Um, so at least familiarity, that can always be something. You don't have to yep. get get to used to working with one another or what the expectations are of the head coach. Um, you know, they can just get off and running right away. Be- before you play that, Bach. Yep. Not to stay too long because we can continue this conversation next. The or Sports Illustrated is reporting. I just got a, a Ross Dellinger. NCAA transfer transformation committee recommends expanding March Madness fields. Hmm. NCAA postseason championships, including the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments, would be expanded under recommendations made by the NCAA transformation committee. Basically, long story short, there's a lot of this that I can read. The NCAA men's and women's basketball tournament tournament words are hard encompasses 68 teams or about 19% of the sports 350 some active members. The tournaments would have to expand by around 20 teams incorporating in total 90 teams in the NCAA men's and ba- women's tournaments. That's a lot of teams. Yeah. How would in initial thoughts on a ninety team field for March Madness? <laughs> Man, March Madness is is massive already. Why do we need more? Uh, more teams, more upsets. The best days of the year are in sports. Or is that Thursday and Friday yep. of March Madness? Yeah. If you had a Wednesday or Tuesday to that, I could, I could. I mean, I could have fun with it. These. That's what. Maybe that's, instead of the first four, you have the first eight. That's the problem with the playoffs. It doesn't though. roll off the tongue. Look, but. I'm in. I'm in favor of expanding the football playoffs, but expanding basketball. That's there. You're already that's at 68. More playoffs <laughs> make more money. They're more entertainment. Yeah, and it's ever expanding in every sport. Baseball's expanding. The NFL's I mean, expanding. You're already getting teams who are you know winning their conferences who are a couple Barely, games over yeah. 500. Yeah, yeah, that's the only or, problem. Or even under 500, yeah. but they somehow what the one seed on the other side of the bracket got upset, so then they only had, play, had to play the sixth yep. seed, and they're like, hey, we're actually matched up pretty well against these Talking guys. about dumbing down a regular season. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. Look, hey, the it's basketball would, regular yeah. season. Yeah. It already suffers from that, but if all you have to do is finish 500 is, to make hey, the hey, is Nebraska in? Nebraska! Nebraska's going to start making is tournaments. They're going to win. Does winning a first eight game count as winning uh, a tournament game? I think so. <laughs> Fascinating times like we'll, uh, for ever-expanding playoffs. We'll definitely speculate on this more. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right, yeah, those guys will be up next. Next here with the happy hour, it's Nick and Rico. That'll wrap it up for the ticket water cooler for today. Of course, we got plenty more coming around the corner this week. Happy New Year. Uh, hopefully, have some fun as uh, you prepare for the winter weather here coming up as well. Happy hour coming up next.